Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours whose cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean? So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey, 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 hey now. We are live. And it's day five. I'm just making sure that we are all set. Let me scroll down, go back. I want to make sure. Can you see and hear me? You know the drill by now. I need to know if you can see and hear me so that we can be ready to rock and roll. Let me get to where, okay, there it goes. Um, oops. Let's change that. Um, and then let's go to, um, hey, there it goes. There we go. Um, let me get Instagram going, Facebook. So give me a minute. Let me just get Instagram going. And tell me who's here. That's what I like to know. Y'all know I like to know. Hi, Yvette, my Tish. Tish, go ahead and paste that link. I'm going to paste uh, mine too. That's the link, y'all. Facebook, that's the link that if you want to come on live uh, and tell me any of your takeaways from yesterday, that is the link you can join me as soon as I get Instagram going over here. Uh, so that is the link if you want, if you got some takeaways that you want me 
to know you want us to hear i'm encouraging that um so that we can okay um, we can be on this journey together let me make sure i do that post and pin okay instagram is live and i'm live on facebook so hi my lee i miss you i love you too so i am tj mercer to most of you i'm known as the walking exclamation point i forgot to post this today i did a media interview and she called me the walking affirmation i was like yes I'm getting ready to um, uh, add more monikers to my list. Y'all know um, that I like collecting those. So, uh, but on most days you can find me being the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. And um, I spent 25 years working in Hollywood and recently moved to Atlanta. I see you, Yvette, and moved to Atlanta uh, right before the lockdown. And my assignment during this season uh, of August is to go back to my roots as being the Bible storyteller, which is what I started back in Periscope days, and spend August coming for you coming for you tish coming for you elsie coming for you melissa coming for you lee uh and so that's that's where we are so yesterday we talked about oops ain't in god's vocabulary and so yvette yvette where are you going you and got up and run just soon as i was getting ready to call you um yvette <laughs> like soon as i went to i saw a get up <laughs> so Yvette uh, wants to share, I guess, her takeaway either from yesterday or day before. I don't, it doesn't matter. So 60 seconds, Yvette, because we got a lot to cover. First of all, why are you on my street, in my house, you all the way across the country? That's number one, because I'm in California, you in the ATL. <laughs> I'm sorry. But unconditional. <laughs> unconditional love in the midst of an assignment that even as we mess up, we say no, we run scared, we fight, we battle, and we deny that it's God. This ain't God. This is me. I just didn't want to. And yeah, and he still loves us. Yeah. Yeah. That hit home. I love yes. it. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did that hit home for everybody else too? Did anybody else hit that home? Like, you know what? No matter what, God still loves me unconditionally. And I'm going to rock with him. Um, I, you know, I'll be, thanks Yvette. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, this is probably going to be another emotional one like i was praising and worshiping before we went live and i was like lord what is this i'm just been crying 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 i cry when i'm studying scripture i'm crying right before i go live like 
what is it that you doing to me? And how are you stretching me? And where are we headed with this? And so, um, like I said yesterday, yesterday got dropped in, in, in my spirit uh, that our anchor scripture for this time that we have together uh, is coming from Exodus 19 and three. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. And the only part that God told me to really latch on is that this is what you are to say. And I said yesterday that this season is bold and is, you know, arrogant sometimes. Like I told my girl Nikki today and she literally, she sent me a picture where she got goosebumps when I said it. But God has been very clear to me that in this season, I am to be your Moses. And not because I'm all that or anything like that. Because if you remember when Moses started, uh, he didn't want to do it either. And he didn't think he was qualified. And he had to spend all this time, you know, in the wilderness. And so for me, kind of Hollywood was my wilderness. And God was like, but I need them, my, I need these tea lights, these particular people that I'm driving to you. I need to, them to understand that I'm sending you to get them. That is my love. That is how I'm sharing. I'm showing my love for them in this season that I'm actually sending you. I'm inconveniencing you. I am uh, making you put everything down so that these people that I have called to rock with you during the month of August are your priority. And so I shared yesterday, like, I need to know if you guys are ready to come up out of Egypt. <laughs> I need to know because I ain't really interested in dragging people. Like at least I need to know on some level you want to rock with me. And so for the next 30 days, for the next 30 days, I am spending it making sure I'm coming to get you. And, you know, my inboxes are blowing up now. And let me just be the first to apologize. Like it's getting to the point that I may not be able to respond to everybody, but know that your messages are touching me and my heart is encouraging me, is pushing me forward. Um, but I, between the studying and preparing for y'all, I don't necessarily have the time to respond to everything. Uh, and I do have stuff I have to do. So I'm like, Lord, when are we going to get to the day where I can actually maybe study and um, uh, uh, do what I got to do? But, you know, God is like, right now I need you to be focused on laying a foundation. But I got this message today that I had to share because it actually broke me and moved me to tears. It says, I had to watch the replay. And I don't know if, she, yeah, she's here, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell who you are. Um, unless you want to admit who you are when you recognize what I'm reading. Um, I have to watch the replay because I was at work last night. Girl, I like to jump up and started running when you said that you were our Moses and you were coming for us. Remember I told you about the memory I had as we were kids in the choir. This person and I went to, we grew up in the same church. Do you remember our musicians, Larry? He made up a song about the Beatitudes and you recited them well when you spoke. I was the narrator of the song. Um, and um, you recited them well when you spoke. And I remember looking at you saying to myself, Lord, she sounds like Moses, 
like I knew how Moses sounded. That's what she says. Girl, that was my connection to you some 30 years ago. I was assigned to you then. I've experienced that going to the next level. God uses someone to help you get there. Well, that person, <clears throat> that person is you. Thank you for all that you do. Hmm. I hope you can understand this because I can't see or I don't know. I don't know what I'm typing because I'm balling right now. So come on, Moses, and get your girl. Hey, I wanted to be one of your crumb snatchers. Crumb snatchers are what I call my kids when I was reading to them every day. Hey, I wanted to be one of your crumb snatchers, but guess tea light might have to might fit a little better. And this person has followed me, you know, and have communicated with me, but I couldn't place her face. And so this message drove me to to text my mom, give her her name and say, mom, does it, because my mom still goes to the same church. And I was like, does this sound, you know, this name sound familiar? And my mom was like, yeah, but y'all didn't call about that, that, that. You called another name. So I, I responded back to her. I said, well, what was your nickname for, for you growing up? And she told me, and I just screamed like, oh my God, it's you. You, this whole time, she using her government name on Facebook. But it touched me so, and here's why. Because during high school, um, I honestly thought she didn't like me. I, I honestly thought that she didn't like me. So 30, day, 30 years later, she's, you know, I told her that, you know, we laughed that I thought she didn't like me. And she's like, girl, I adored you. I thought you were the coolest ever. I always admired you, wanted to be like you, love the way you carried yourself. And the fast forward 30 years to know that all that time back then, God was preparing me for something I couldn't handle then. That's one of my favorite uh, uh, songs by Daryl Coley. And to now come fast, uh, uh, full, what's the word, full circle to see that something I'm doing now is helping her. There's no greater feeling. No, mm, knowing that all that time God had me in the wilderness preparing me for such a time as this. It just touched me. You know, several of you, don't get me wrong, several of you are sending me messages that really touch me, but because this is a classmate, this is someone who I thought didn't even like me. Um, it really touched me. And I know she's here and I wanted you to know that I appreciate you sharing your heart and um, sharing your heart and letting me know that what I do matters, that me showing up matters. Um, so I wanted you to know that. I wanted to say that publicly. Um, all right. And so the other thing uh, God told me today is I'm sending you, you're their Moses. I'm sending you to go get them and I'm bringing them out of their Egypt so that you can raise up an army of Peters is how he kind of put it to me. Because the more I dig into Peter, Peter is all through the Gospels. And I told you, it makes me emotional because um, I have known, I've always been drawn to Peter. And the way God is having me study this, I keep coming up with instances of Peter. And he wants you to understand 
that this is not a season for play play. I'm not doing this just so that you can hang out with TJ. I'm not doing this so that you can do, oh, this is cool. This is, you know, giving me something to do in the pandemic. No, I'm teaching you to arm up because God is raising Peters. He's raising up Peters. And so that's why I'm not concerned about how many people see this or whatever. I'm not concerned about quantity. I'm concerned about quality. I'm concerned that I wanna make sure that everyone that God has called under my voice for this season, I don't know what he's doing in the, in the next season, but in this season, we got work to do. I've been talking back and forth with Trish today, Tish, I mean, uh, Tish, not Trish. And there is a battle. When I tell you, there is a battle for you. And something happened in my prayer time while I was praying in the spirit that has never happened. And I, I text Tish, um, and I said, Tish, I have been repeating this same phrase for 15 minutes straight, nonstop, over and over and over again. And I'll tell you the story one day, but I learned um, that my prayer language is Yoruba. And um, because I taught in Africa last year, I have, you know, uh, I taught in Nigeria. So I have African babies. And so I recorded what I was saying and sent it to one of them. And he was like, I don't know. I can't understand what this is, but let me ask an older person. Cause Yoruba is, if I, if I remember correctly, it's the oldest language in the, on the African continent. And he texted me back and told me what I had been repeating all day. I'm not ready to tell it because God didn't really show me like, why was I repeating that phrase? But I said that to say that it is time for us to arm up. So no, I'm not interested in just let's hang out and have a good time. That ain't what we doing. Not for the month of August. We are arming up. I don't know why I said it the day one. I don't know where God is taking or how he's developing this out. It ain't my business to be honest with you, because as that scripture said, as this our anchor scripture says, this is what you are to say. All I'm giving you is what he's telling me to tell you to say. Hi, my Mona. <coughs> Hi, Miss Rochelle. Hi, IG. Everybody else that I don't see. Mm. Hi. Um, so with that said, now I understand I need, I need a commitment for you. I need to hear in the chat that I'm ready to up my Peter game. I need to make sure you understand what we're going and you are committed. For those of you who have already predetermined, I'm rocking with you all of August for 31 days. I may not be live with you, but I'm catching the replay because I know this is my season for you. I need to know if you really are ready to arm up and be a Peter. 
and God is, is changing you and he's, he's pruning you and he's got you on the potter's wheel so he can mold you into the boldness of Peter. I need to make sure that you're in the right place. Tish is like, I'm ready to up my Peter game. Audrey, I'm ready to up my Peter game. Camille, I'm ready to up my Peter game. Nijas, my cousin, I stand in the army. Melissa, I'm ready to up my Peter game. Okay, uh, Dr. Krishna is saying, hi, my Unitha. All right, so with that said, let me give you, I want to give you two scriptures from for to, to just point out how precious, how I'm determining I am uh, seeing how precious Peter is to God. So go to, go to Luke. No, that's not where we're going first. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to make sure I go in the right order for this to land how I want it to land for you. So bear with me. Oh, okay. So no. So this is the review. Okay. So let, let's, let's, let's go to, uh, let's review first. Um, we left off yesterday at, you just got to sit with it. But also knowing that oops ain't in God's vocabulary. And so everything that you've done, and it was at the moment, Luke 22, 61, 62. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Remember, this is when Peter had uh, denied Jesus three times, just like Jesus told him he would do. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. And I explained to you, for me in my mind's eye, it was when Peter had to look at Jesus. When Peter caught Jesus's eye, it wasn't something he could hide from. It's one thing when you make the mistake and you betraying people and it's behind closed doors. So you don't have to face the shame of them knowing. But Peter caught Jesus' eye. And so he knows that Jesus knows that what he had predicted, because Peter got caught slipping, he had predicted came true. So that shame that rose up got into Peter. And that's why he walked away bitterly weeping. So that's where we left off. Now, I want to take you over to Luke 24 and just see, I want you to see as God is pointing these things out to me about Peter, I want to make sure I take you on that journey of discovery with me. So Luke 24, nine through 12. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples, Jesus has been raised from the dead. Okay. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what happened. 10. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James and several other women who told the disciples what had happened. What had happened was, but the story, verse 11, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. However, however, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. 
Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Okay, Holy Spirit, I got you. Okay, just can you make sure I remember to tell him that when I get to that point? Because the Holy Spirit is talking to me at the same time. Like, make sure you tell him this when you get to like, can you, maybe you should have told me that before I started. I could have written it down. But anyway, I'm gonna try my best to, to remember what he just, he just dropped. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Peter jumped up. It was Peter. Ain't nobody else move except we do know from the other account that actually John was running with him too, remember? But it's like Luke is pointing out Peter. Once again, we keep seeing Peter. Are you going to be Peter? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose I told y'all to actually uh, share the video if you are inclined and you know there are other Peters that need to rise up during this season. Thank you, Dr. Krishna. Um, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. And here's what, what happened in my mind's eye. Like had Peter processed and gone back to the part where Jesus told him, like had he settled on, okay, I blew it. And remember Jesus told him he already had a plan for his screw up. He had prayed, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. He knew he was going to screw up. He knew he was going to repent and come back. So I'm wondering at this point, had Peter gotten his mind right? And was like, you know what? That didn't disqualify me. Because Peter jumped up. Peter was so crazy about Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm laying this out because that's where I'm taking you. Your thirst and your hunger for Jesus should make you get up and run. Just trying to be near him. Next one, Mark 16, 6 verse 7. Verse 16, 6 and 7. Let's see. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You were looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Here's another moment of Jesus, a moment of Peter. Now go and tell his disciples, including, G including Peter. <laughs> it's like Peter keeps popping up. That's why I kept paying like, God, you really are using Peter to show us something. And that's why when he was saying um, that I'm, I'm using Peter to show them something because I want to raise up an army of Peters who thirst for me like that, who desire me like that. So that because I was like, he didn't say including John. He didn't say including Jack. He was like, no, including Peter. Peter gets highlighted. Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl says, I'm Cheryl Durden from Bingo. The purpose is now crystal clear. Thank you, Mose. You are, you are most welcome, Cheryl. That's one of my bingo people, one of my bingo people. Um, so I wanted to lay that foundations because, again, I don't know how God is going to twist this, turn this. You know, it could be a role. I don't know. But I needed to lay the foundation so that y'all can just see how special Peter is. So the title of our, our talk tonight is Worry About Yourself. Worry About Yourself. And I want to show you this. It's 47 seconds. And I laughed my butt off when I first saw this long time ago. So let me get to the screen. Worry About Yourself. 
Why by yourself? Can I help? No. I help. I don't. You can help when we're out to eat, okay? We can help when we are out to eat. Okay. Yeah, do, you okay. Have, do you have this stuff here? Probably. You want me to help, Rose? No. No. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. What do you want me to do? What about yourself? <laughs> what about yourself? <laughs> I'll do this one, so I'm uh, going to do that. You try! <laughs> what about yourself? Go try! <laughs> I love that video. Love, love, love it. Because she was clear. Dad, you you have... Please welcome uh -oh. the reigning AGG. You have a job. Why are you worried about me? Worry about yourself. <laughs> so I want you, I want you, I, I wanted to put that there so you can just remember that where we're going, okay? Because I'm going somewhere. You know I'm always have a you all you know I'm always have a, a plan, okay? All right. So now we get ready to get to it. Go to what was it, Mark? Okay, so let's go to Luke. We're going to be between Luke and John tonight. And I like Luke because I feel like Luke is the storyteller. Like when I when I start comparing Matthew, Mark, they tell the story like men. Like they're just going to give you the highlights. This will happen. I ain't going to give you no details. Um, but Luke has details and he makes the story rich. I like I think like Luke could be a TV producer. Because he's making sure he's giving us the details and the insights. So we're going to go to Luke 24, 13 to 34. All right. So what's happened here? Peter has run to look in the tomb and uh, Jesus is risen. Okay. Jesus is risen. But he ain't appeared to nobody yet. All right. So. Verse 13, that same day, two of Jesus' followers will walk into the village of, yeah, Emma's. Okay, we'll go with that, okay? <laughs> um, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing them recognizing him. So, um, I had, I asked God, like, I wonder why you kept your identity secret. And he shows me later, I believe when I put myself in the story, he asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Loved Peter loved him some Jesus. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. Like, dude, did you see it on Facebook? It's been on Instagram. It's been on YouTube. It's everywhere. What they have. Where you been? <laughs> and then I love the way Jesus just goes, what things? Jesus. 
past. It's like he just ear like in this in this passage. I'm like Jesus, you just messing with these dudes. The thing that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said he was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. Like I love how they just get bringing him up to speed. Like, can't you imagine this happening in real life? They're just giving him up speed, giving him highlights. We had hoped he was the Messiah. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And this all happened three days ago. Then some women from my group of his followers were at his tomb early. So they were focused on he was the Messiah that came to rescue Israel on a political level is what he's saying. Then some women from my group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning. They came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told Jesus, told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see and sure enough, sure enough, stranger, his body was gone. Just as the woman said, the women said. 25. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in the scripture. So basically he was saying, y'all just missed it. You thought I was coming for, to be the political savior of Israel. And I'm trying to do some something bigger and save the world. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on. Now, Jesus acted. So it's like, you know what? I had asked God like three years ago, can I see? No, it was longer. Can I see the personality of Jesus? Like did when Jesus laughed, did his whole body shake? Or did he laugh like me with his mouth wide open? Like, was he a jokester? Was he a practical joker? Like, did he tell great stories, you know, that had nothing to do with, you know, deep life stuff, like just him? Like, what was he like? And like, what was it like to hang out with him? And so I was telling, I forget who I was talking to the other day. And I was telling them like, but what I do know is Jesus had to be some dope dude to rock with Peter. It's like, and then Peter was one of his inner circle crew. So you think about who you rock with and it's just like, yo, for you to want to roll with Peter on a regular basis that he's in your inner circle, not just somebody you tolerate when y'all out with the boys and y'all doing ministry together, like you bring him into the inner circle. He got to be some kind of dope to want Peter as a friend. So, but this time they were near an Amos and the end of the journey, Jesus acted like he pretended like he was going to go on. And I'm like, Jesus, so were you trying to see how much they love you? Were they going to try to get with you? Like, what was the point of you acting? Like, why don't you just say like, yo, I'm going to stay with y'all tonight. Y'all cool to hang out with. But they begged him. Once again, picked it up. But they begged him. They wanted to see. That's Peter once again showing him. And like, I feel like something had to be familiar to Peter. This, this had to be something familiar between what he was teaching and how knowledgeable he was and then just his essence. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. 
Suddenly, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. Now, see, I thought that part was cold. Like, yo, uh, God, you couldn't just have stayed and let me hug you. Like, yo. But on the flip side, looking at the glass half full, Peter and Cleopas, or whatever his name is, have that special, like, Peter was so special to Jesus that he appeared to Peter. Like, if I look, like, yeah, poof is gone. Like, there's only two people get to tell that story, that uniqueness that happened. And we already know that God and Jesus, they are intentional. But it was, he didn't go appear to any of the other disciples. He appeared to Peter, who was rocking with another follower. But he appeared to Peter. Are y'all getting this? Why God is like, I'm coming to raise up my army of Peters because we're seeing how special Peter is to Jesus. They said to each other, I love this part. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained scriptures to us? Essentially, like, I knew it was something. You, you know, you've been around people and there's a connection. And so, you know, you can recognize their essence. And that's what Peter was saying. Like, I knew it. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I knew there was something about that dude. And there was something that rose up in my spirit and I had to have more time with him. Because that's how much Peter was connected to Jesus. And within the hour, they were there, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. <laughs> like, Remember at the beginning of this, how we started this, we didn't know it was Peter. It just said the same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emma, seven miles from Jerusalem. I kept inserting Peter, but we didn't know it was Peter until the end of the story. Weren't they pointing it out? It was Peter. They didn't say he appeared to, 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 to um, uh, Cleopas and Peter. It was Peter. Are you seeing how special you are? If you are here, he's calling you to rise up and be his Peters. Nija says, I am so special to God. Yes, that is what I'm trying to drive home to you. All right, let's switch over. Let's jump over to John 21. Fifteen through twenty-two. Here's where we're getting to the to the meat of what I wanted to talk about. So the setup is we've already covered this. I forget what day. The days are blending together. But remember, this is where Peter has jumped into the water. Um, you know, Jesus tells them to let down the fish, uh, let down the nets on the right side of the boat. 
Peter jumps in the water, swims a hundred yards to be with Jesus, gets one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. Don't miss all of these nuggets I've been planting in you. Um, and if you're new, if this is your first night here and you feel assigned to this, I highly stress that you go and listen to the previous block broadcast from day one on August 1st. So you can see all the nuggets that God was showing me to show you of just how how much Peter loved Jesus. And so he swam and because he was willing to jump out the boat and swam to get to be with Jesus, he got one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus because then it says the rest of the disciples came later. By that time, Peter had had his breakfast. He had had one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. And so now breakfast is over. 15 says after breakfast, um, Jesus asked Peter, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, for me, that's like saying his whole, his government name, <laughs> like to be clear, I'm talking to you. Make sure I'm talking to you. And here's, here's what I want you to know. John, what God showed me in this is John is the only one of the gospels that covers this. And that's why God is, is having me kind of do a study of looking at the relationship between Peter and John. And for me, based on everything that I've looked at, John loved him some Peter. He let Peter go into the tomb first. And it's like, this is getting ready to be Peter's redemption where Jesus is really getting ready to redeem him. And John, it's like Matthew, Mark, and Luke just covered Peter's screw up. They didn't cover his redemption, but his boy John was like, no, there's more to the story. You need to hear the rest of the story. So after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And the then these tripped me out because I'm like, what's the these? And so I was doing some digging and seeing what other people had to say. And so on one hand, the these could be he was looking at the fish because they had caught 153 fish. And he was like, I want to make sure that your priorities in the right place. Like, don't just love the miracle that I did for you. But I need you to I need to make sure you love me on a deeper level. And then I wondered, okay, is he talking about the disciples? Like, these are your boys. I'm about to leave you, but I got an assignment for you that requires you to love me on a whole deeper level. Hey, my Juba, understand. When I, you, I usually give a disclaimer at the beginning. I don't think I did it today. That as the Bible storyteller, I'm not one who like dissects the Greek and the Hebrew and all of that. And God was like, okay, uh-huh. I just haven't taken you deeper. So I had to pull out the Greek and look at when Jesus asked, do you love me more than these? Love in that way, he's talking about agape love. In the Greek, it's agape. Okay. And agape is that divine, unconditional, can't nothing stop me from loving you, love. That's the word that Jesus is using here for love. Simon of son of John, do you love me? Divine love, agape love, me more than these. Yes, Lord, Peter replied. There's Peter answering quickly without even really thinking. You know I love you. 
Peter, when he's talking about love, he's talking about falau love. And I had to, <laughs> I had to go listen to some audio pronunci pronunciations. Falau, P-H-I-L-E-O. That kind of love is brotherly love. So get the juxtaposition. Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me with agape love, divine love, unconditional, you gonna rock or rock or rock with me. Peter still being typical Peter is going right over his head or what Jesus is asking. And I'm, that is so me, like God will have stuff just right here in front of me. It'll just go right over my head. And so he's answering, and I can imagine it's the exuberance of he's with his Jesus. Remember, he, Jesus just disappeared. And I was wondering, well, did he think that Jesus wasn't gonna come back anymore? And he's like, yo, you just left me hanging. And that is why I had to jump in the ocean because I didn't think I was gonna see you anymore. And now, now you gotta ask me these questions of do I love you? Dude, I just swam a hundred yards to get to you. And you will ask me, do I love you? Yes. Now, I know, I, listen, you know what? I know that y'all don't think like that. And so I'm just going to tell on me and how I am as the Peter. That's what I would be thinking. Like, how are you going to be asking me that? My tummy full. I really want to take a nap. You're going to be asking me these silly questions. Do I love you? I just proved it to you that I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Hmm. Verse 16. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, still the government name, do you love me? Same thing here. Do you love me? Agape. Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Brotherly love, Falau. That's how Peter is responding to this question. Then take care of my sheep. So he told Peter to feed my lambs, feed my lambs, and lambs is the baby part of sheep, so you need to feed them. You need to give them nourishment. You got to feed them. Second time he says, you got to take care of my sheep. Now they grown, you still got to take care of them. You've gotten them from the lamb part, now you got to take care of them when they grown, grown. Just like my mama's still, I'm my mama's baby. I'm spoiled rotten. 17. A third time, he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This next line, Peter was hurt. So many emotions came up for that. First of all, that John used that particular word to describe what happened. Peter was hurt. Your friends have, are the, your friends, and that's another reason why I'm like, Peter and John, they were boys. Because only your friends really know when you hurt just by how you answering a question. Peter didn't say I'm hurt, but John knew his boy. And John knew the way he's answering He's hurt. And I'm wondering if Peter's also processing the denial. And he's so in his emotions of what he's seeing. And it makes me cry because I'm so like this, that he's missing what Jesus is doing. 
Jesus had asked him three times and he's getting him to say it out loud. The same way he told him you would deny me three times. Remember Jesus, they're intentional. And he's, he's so hurt about his oops and he's replaying the oops that he's hurt and he's not realizing that God is, is literally in front of him, showing him what he had predicted. You will repent. It's like, dude, are you seeing? I told you, you will repent. And here you are. And Peter, he's hurt. His emotions are getting in the way. So Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. Like, check my heart, God. You got to know I love you. You know that I love you. You know everything. How do you not know that I love you like this? And you think about the people that maybe you've hurt, you've done something wrong. And I told you a story about my cousin yesterday. And it's like, I didn't want that to ever make her doubt that I loved her because I did something wrong. And so I'm putting myself in the place of Peter and, and Jesus. I'm already carrying the shame that I may not have let go of. And now I got to convince you in front of everybody. You asking me this in front of everybody. So you once again are making me face it, but... That's what's going on in Peter's mind. And he's not connecting what Jesus is doing. He's redeeming him. Peter denied him three times and he's saying, but you still love me. Peter, do you hear yourself? And even though you may be getting it twisted, like I'm asking you agape and you answering your emotions and not really seeing, you still, are you hearing yourself? So I ask you, Dolly, I ask you, Elsie, Lashinda, what are you missing that God is, is trying to redeem you? And you sow in your emotions and you're sowing your own pain that you're missing the bigger picture of he's showing you, I had a plan. I knew you were going to come back. This ain't no surprise what happened to you. And so Jesus ended up saying the third time, Jesus said, then feed my sheep. So feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. Verse 18, I tell you the truth when you were young. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you for always redeeming us when we don't even know what you're doing. You still redeem us. <sighs> 18, I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and you went wherever you wanted to go. But when you were old, you would stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said, this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. I would have been like, okay, wait, um, 
you just asked me 50 million times if I love you. And now you're telling me I'm going to die. I'm going to die to glorify God. Yeah, I would have been like slow blinking, like, wait, what? <laughs> so Jesus said, this is to let him know about what kind of death he would glorify God. And then I like this last sentence. Then Jesus told him two words. Follow me. Just let that sink in out of everything that Peter has done. And we've been talking about this since day one. Everything that Peter has done, it did not change his call. It did not change what he was called to do. And Jesus was so loving that he still made sure that Jesus, that Peter understood he was redeemed. And I like this that, remember I said, you know, I like Luke's version because he's colorful and he's a storyteller. So I, I started looking um, at the juxtaposition of here, Jesus simply gives him a directive. He's given him several directives. Feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, feed my lambs, follow me. So that made me go back to look at how um, <clears throat> he was called. And if we go back to Luke 5, 10 and 11, Matthew and Mark have, it's, it's kind of like the four gospels are four different people telling the, the chain of events. No different than we're going to all witness the same thing and we're going to tell it differently. And that's why I was saying Matthew and Mark, they just give us the basics. Jesus called them. Luke, he's given us a little more detail. So if we go back, Verse 10, this is when uh, Jesus first, you know, remember we talked about this, that um, he told Peter to pull out into deeper waters and he ended up having a whole bunch of other um, fish, you know, the nets were all, they were tearing and all of that. So 10, his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. They had a choice. This is when they first started with Jesus. Jesus gave them a choice. But three years later, go back to John 21. Three years later, he had spent some time with them. He's poured into them. Uh, 21, sorry, my bad. I went to the wrong place. Hold on. He spent some time with them and now he's given them their directions. Follow me. And he's talking to Peter. All the other disciples are sitting there. Remember, we've talked about this. James and John followed Peter when P Jesus told him. Peter decided, made the choice. It was James and John. Pete, John Jesus wasn't talking to them. It was Peter that decided he was going to follow Jesus. And so here, once again, the last time they're going to see Jesus, he tells them, follow me. Choice is gone. You in now, baby. <laughs> you in. You got to do my work. And love is an action word. So he's telling him to love on his, his sheep. 
Meaning love is action. If you love them, then feed them. If you love them, take care of them. Love has to be in action. Love is a fruit of the spirit. So love is in action. So here's where we're getting to the crust of our lesson. So go back to um, 20. This, when I saw this, I fell out laughing. I fell out laughing. I fell out laughing. Because this is so mean. Because remember when um, Peter, James, and John fell asleep. We, was this yesterday we were covering this? Peter, James, and John, they fell asleep uh, when Jesus was off the prey. And all of them had fallen asleep. But Jesus came and just went, Peter, you couldn't stay awake for an hour? So Peter is always called on the carpet. You couldn't stay awake. So here once again, <laughs> he been telling Peter, take care of my sheep, feed them. Peter turned around and saw behind them <laughs> the disciple Jesus loved, John, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? 21, Peter asked Jesus, what about, what about him? <laughs> like, you ain't gonna say nothing to them? <laughs> and then the other hand, I'm looking at, you know, some of my relationship, like with, with Andrea. Andrea is, is one of the people that God has totally assigned to me. Um, she can't help herself. She can't, she can't help but rock with me because God gave, gave, me to her. <laughs> and so if Jesus just laid, laid this whole thing down that he wants Peter to do, well, he, you going to tell him something? You, can you tell him he got to go help me? <laughs> that, that's how this translated for me. You're going you gonna to tell him too that he got to follow? Because I don't really want to do this by myself. This This is hard. That would be me. Like, so you're going you gonna to tell Andrea, right? Because, you know, we come as a package deal. I ain't really trying to, to rock like this. So I look at it two ways. Like, well, you, don't you have something else? For, why I got to be the one always doing the work, Jesus? You always picking on me. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you're here, you're divinely assigned now at this point that you are raised, he's raising you to be a Peter. But then Jesus is cold. <laughs> Jesus was like, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? And then, <laughs> see, that is play out in my head. Like, what business is this of yours? But as for you, Peter, as for you, Melissa, as for you, Tish, as for you, Lazandra. As for you, Patrice, as for you, Krishna, as for you, Bert, follow me. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself, Nijas. Worry about yourself. 
Dolly, worry about yourself. Yvette, worry about yourself. Mind your business and worry about yourself. So the rumor spread around the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die, but that isn't what Jesus said at all. It's like, don't get it twisted. That ain't even what he said. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Worry about yourself, Elsie. Worry about yourself. <laughs> what, what did Tish say? Tish said, why are you calling me out? <laughs> Dolly's like, but, but, but. Yeah, I know. Worry about yourself. So we're going to add that to our arsenal. But if you say so, worry about yourself. All right, so the last thing I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the four steps to get your obedience up. The four steps to get your obedience up. You've accepted the call. You've heard, well, you've heard Jesus give you the instruction, follow me. So how do you follow and obey? You obey. Obey. Oh, own your assignment. It's yours, baby. It's yours, Lachenda. God gave it to you. He didn't give it to TJ. He didn't give it to, to me, Dolly. So it's time for you to own it. Own it. This is mine. I own August full of TJ and Jesus. I'm owning that. This is my assignment. Y'all have seen me walk it out of, this is what I'm called to do for this season. I am your Moses to come get you out of Egypt and help you rise up to be an army of Peters. I have owned my assignment because he didn't give it to you. He gave it to me, so I'll be accountable for it. B, banish pessimists to the nosebleeds. If you've been to a concert in an arena, the person on stage, she can't hear the nosebleeds clearly. So whatever they yelling at her, she ain't going to really be clear on hearing it. So your pessimists, they got to go to the nosebleeds. I remember when I when God gave me the assignment to write my first book. And Instagram, you may have to switch over to Periscope or to Facebook because you may it, it may cut us off. Um <coughs> or go on YouTube, it, the rest of it will live on YouTube. Um, remember, I wrote this book in 2012 where you know self-publishing had just begun. There were no book coaches. I had 150 Facebook friends and I knew them all. I was not the TJ, you know, I was an editor and all I wanted to be. And God was like, no, I need you to write this book, 40 Days to 40. And um, I was scared. I was clueless. I didn't have no clue what I was doing. And I told my cousin about the assignment and she just started giving me negative, not, she just was telling me where all the problems were, the challenge. This is hard. This is it. And I fired her. I fired her. Like, I can't, I can't talk to you. 
You got to go to the nosebleeds because here's what I'm clear. This is my assignment. I'm already scared. I already feel I'm out of my element. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't need you in my ear with your pessimism. So you got to go to the nosebleeds while I do what I'm called to do. Melissa says they better get those binoculars. Exactly. I ain't putting them out the arena. But you can't be up in my front row and I got to look at you. E. Expect the attack in the spiritual. Where's the basis for that? I'm going back to Jesus told Simon 22 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. Satan is coming for you. He coming. He's coming for you. Jesus is saying it. He's coming for you. So expect the attack and then arm up. Arm up. I told you yesterday, God had told me something four years ago, but I did not take Satan seriously. So I didn't arm up. And so I'm battling what I should have been battled a long time ago. I'm battling now because I didn't arm up. I didn't expect him to come. But had I been in my word and had I had a presence of mind as opposed to being clueless and not paying attention and got caught slipping like Peter, I would have been ready. Nija says, don't let your front seat be full of doubters. That's right, Nijas. And then the why. So we've got own your assignment because God gave it to you. Banish pessimists to the nosebleeds. E, expect the attack in the spiritual. And then your final step, your final step is yearn for God's pleasure over your comfort. This whole time we've been setting up how Peter, he may have blown it, but I don't think there's any doubt that he was chasing for God's pleasure over his own comfort. You have to decide you have to decide what's more important to you. What's more important, LaWanda? God's pleasure or your comfort? What's more important, Bert? God's pleasure or your comfort? I can't make that choice for you. That's on you. You have to decide and you got to yearn for it. We've seen the things that Peter would do to just be near God, didn't just be near Jesus. All right. So that is my heart for tonight. Was this helpful? <laughs> Melissa says, what? That shook me. Was this helpful? Let me know. Was this helpful? 
I should have written, I should have stopped and written it down. Ah, oh, what was it? I forgot the nugget. Holy Spirit, you gotta give it back to me. Or maybe that was just for me to know. When I stopped and was like, okay, but I should have written it down. Why not write it down? Why don't y'all tell me to write it down, teach? Why write, write it down? Um, okay, gotta bring it back up. If it's important for me to tell you guys, he's not gonna let my human, my humanity keep anything from you. All right. Dolly says she has a question. What's the question, Dolly? While I sit here and ponder, I'll give you time. Um, get, I'll give you time. Um, Bert says, however, if I choose comfort now, I will surely reap pain in the future. Yeah. I ain't trying to catch none of God's smoke no more. I'm trying to just wake up with get right. Um, Bert says, yes, this is extremely helpful and always right on time. Um, I'm still trying to think it was, what was it? Like he showed it to me clearly. It was another element of Peter. Mm, I can't remember. Uh, once you say yes and accept your assignment, is that when we get our tea? <laughs> <laughs> is that what we get our tea lights? So if you're new to the tea lights term, it really came from when I started doing Periscope because um, I, I knew my mission at that time was to each, each one of, of you who were assigned to me were your, my tea lights. And I, I always said that a tea light by itself does not produce that much light. Um, Oh, you were serious. I feel like this assignment is so big. I'd like help. Uh, what do you, okay. So maybe, what do you mean? Cause I'm thinking you're making a joke, but if not, if you're not making a joke, I, I want to make sure I answer your question. I thought you were making a joke. Um, but then if you put a whole bunch of tea lights in a room, that room going to light up. And so for me, it's, I want to rock with tea lights that we know, you know, I'm, I lights may be a little small, you know, sometimes, but together, we're going to light up the world. Uh, Nija says, my cuz, I know I am where God wants me for all of August. Uh, Luana says, I need help too, Dolly. I don't understand. What am I missing? Because uh, what am I missing? Oh, Dolly says, no, I'm not joking. Okay. So, Dolly, I don't think I understand your question. Once you say yes and accept your sign, is that when we get our tea lights? I thought you meant like... You rocking with me, am I gonna send you a tea light? But that's not what you mean. And so, um, Dolly, unless you can, can you come on camera? Or uh, uh, Tish, you still here? Can you post that link? Cause I don't, I don't understand. And if anybody else, since we're, yeah, I was trying to wrap it up, but since I'm trying to make sure Dolly's question is answered, um, if anybody else wants to come on and give their takeaways, you can go to that link. Tish, you here? Um, that has that link. You got to post the link on my on my personal Facebook page because it's not populating on um, it's not populating when I post it here. It only populates on Periscope, YouTube, and my Facebook uh, biz page. It does not populate on my Facebook personal page. Tish may, Tish may have had to bounce. So she had the link. Uh, oh, there she goes. Okay, there it goes. 
Um, so there it is, Dolly. If you want to come on, or we can, or if you want to wait to tomorrow, and I can address it at the top, uh, I'll do that. But I want to make sure I answer your question because I'm not quite understanding what it is. But clearly, Lawanda does because she was like, I, she needs help too. So uh, the assignment feels so large. Got that part. But what are you asking when you say? When do we get our tea lights? What are you asking me when you say that part? That's the part of the question I'm not getting. That's the part of the question I'm not getting. Um, all right, so while we're waiting on Dolly, some, if y'all don't wanna come on camera, type in your takeaways for me. Give me some feedback. Let me know how this is helping you because I thrive on your energy while we're waiting on Dolly to clarify um, this for me. Because I'll start singing to y'all and I don't think y'all want that. But um, isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? I don't know how the rest of the words go. I always mix them up. Uh, Dolly says, I want my team of angels. Dolly, here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do. Come camera ready tomorrow. So we can have a dialogue because I'm just not getting from these phrases what you're asking me. So what we're going to do is um, be camera ready tomorrow at the top and I'll address it because we're there's something getting lost in translation in the chat. All right. Uh, Lawanda says, I don't know how to come on. Well, you Tish has been pasting it in the chat and you click on the link. It should take you into, it says you're entering the studio. You click on enter and then it brings you into me. But then I'm going to go. So Lawanda, if you want to come on, figure that out. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us. So I'm not, um, Lee says, no, Dolly, that's fine. That's fine. This is technology. This is how it is. This is technology. Lee says, what do you mean by doing battle? So Lee, what has God has awakened for me since the top of July is there's a spiritual battle. There's constantly a battle between good and evil, God and Satan. Satan has the run of the world. And I have been sleep on this battle that's constantly happening because it's Satan's job. The word says Satan's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. I underestimated how committed he would be to that. And so when I'm doing battle, uh, I think it's Ephesians 6 and 12 that talks about what your tools are, what your tools are to do spiritual battle. And because it says the, the, the battles that we're facing are not flesh and blood, meaning it's not happening in the natural world that we see. The battles are really happening in the spiritual realm. So you can't be fighting spiritual battles using natural tools. So one of the battles, and maybe we'll discuss this um, at some point um, in Ephesians, but I don't feel equipped so yes, the armor of God. Thank you, Lashenda. I don't feel equipped yet because God hadn't really helped me dissect that. But, you know, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the something of peace. You know, it gives you the different tools, but the biggest tool in spiritual battle is prayer. 
and not prayer with your natural mind. It's prayer in your prayer language, your spiritual language. So like I said, and I'll maybe tell this story because um, it's, a, it's a great story. Maybe I'll tell the story another time, but my spiritual language is Yoruba, which is a, a, a language from Africa. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm praying in the spirit and communicating in the spirit. So I feel like that's a whole other conversation that I ain't really qualified to dissect just yet. I'm not saying I'm not there. I don't know where God is taking us. But when I say spiritual battle, it means I'm looking at what's happening outside of the natural, what I can just see. I'm looking at what's going on in the spirit. I'm praying daily. God, show me what the enemy does not want me to see. Okay. Hope that helps. And again, God may lead us down there why he gives me insight and dissect that. And I'll bring it to you because you, you know that the battle is coming, especially when you're in alignment with God's will. Satan has to disrupt that. Um, okay. So I see Krishna. Krishna. Hey, teach. Hey. So I think the biggest, how are you? I'm happy to see you. Yeah, happy to see you too. Um, I think the biggest takeaway was something that you shared early on. Um, and I think Bert uh, reiterated it a couple nights ago. Um, you know, we're born qualified. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. I think I want to take me a little step further. I was born qualified. I just didn't accept it. Ah, okay. Okay. Who else? Who else is that hitting home? Like, yeah, I just, I ain't trying to do that. Right. I, I ain't trying to do it. I think that makes it to what, you know, probably sharing sometimes that what we're called to do is so big that we're like, but we can't, we can't, I can't, I'm not qualified. And it's getting to that point of saying, okay, just like you said the other night, okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say so. <laughs> Um, you know, I feel I'm too young or I'm too this or I'm too that, but you've created and assigned me to something. I need to just like you, you've done step out of my own way, mm -hmm. right in my lane, not focus on what he's doing over there or how good she's doing over there, but just focus on the assignment that I've been called to do. And as you said last night, or maybe it was two nights ago, mm. it was two nights ago. They blend um, together. <laughs> they do. Um, you know, getting rid of the day. Mm. Yeah. Um, those things. Am I enough? Is, is what they're saying right? We really need to silence those voices. And, I'm, and that's what I'm taking away. Learning how to silence those voices so I can truly only hear what God has assigned me to do. And just like those horse blinders. Just keep those on. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. That's good. It was um, the night that I talked about defund the day police. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, defund yeah. the day police. And that's, that's good. My head is exactly said and and burnt. Um, I just need to remember I'm qualified for this. Yeah, you were born for this. And keep on on it. If he didn't feel like I wasn't qualified to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's me getting it my own way. Love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I love you, Krishna. 
That's my Dr. Karishana. We were at Howard together. Um, Melissa says, my biggest takeaway was when you ask if my comfort is greater than God's pleasure. I have been battling stepping out of my comfort zone and that put it so plainly. Yeah, Melissa. I'm, hey, I said our anchor is, I'm just telling, come to tell you what God said. That's, that's really it. In my own TJ way is what I'm doing. Lawanda, that's my girl of uh, 30 <laughs> years, y'all. That's Lawanda McClellan Baker. Hey, this is all super fancy. One of the <laughs> one of the dopest, dopest graphic designers in the game. So that book that you're talking about, 40 that you're talking about, that I'm talking about 40 days to 40. If you look at and you get the, the physical book, the way that thing is laid out, that's all Lawanda. If you pick up my, my third book, The Six Figure Battered Wife, you look at that, that's all Lawanda. We've been rocking together for a long time. She one of them people that, that was crazy enough to say, yeah, I, I'm going to get on this plane, but you don't even know where we're going. So <laughs> what's up, girl? I love you. Love you so much, TJ. And I, I, I love this, this, what you're doing in August. It's just amazing because Ooh, I think this, well, I, I'm sure everybody feels like this is just for them, right? <laughs> but but one of my biggest takeaways <laughs> is when you, the O in obey, own your assignment, own <laughs> your assignment. And, you know, I, I really feel kind of a little bit embarrassed by even saying that there are so many times when I haven't, it's like, oh, but I don't know how, I don't have the resources, I don't as many times as you and I have done things. And, and what was the whole thing we said during 40 days before that we the only ones act like that yeah. we don't think yeah. this can't be done. Cause what had happened is that God had told us it was the book was supposed to be out on, on our 40th, on my 40th birthday. And um, everybody was saying that there's no way we'll have these books printed. And there's no way we'll have these books printed in time. And Lawanda and I will be up at three and four o'clock in the morning. And we're like, we're just plugging along. Like ain't nobody, all the experts, that's it. The experts were telling us, remember I taught about that. The experts, right. when God's exception trumps your, your expertise, the experts were telling us this can't be done. And we were like, we just stupid. I don't, we don't even know, no better to yeah. listen to the experts. We just plugging along. And the book ended up, was it late? Nope. No. Nope. In my hands on my 40th birthday. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. So go ahead, Luanda. But but like I said, I, I'm almost embarrassed to to even admit that I've been saying this to myself. I haven't been on my assignment as many times as we've done these things that supposedly not supposed to be able to be done. Mm -hmm. And and I was agreeing with Dolly and what she was saying. She was like, the assignment feels so large. She feels like she need help. And I said, Shh, what I'm doing right now, I feel like I need help too. And yeah. every single time I feel that way. Every single time I start saying, well, God, I don't even know. It's almost like the same thing keeps playing in my head. I am not a source. I am the source. I'm not a resource. And then I keep hearing, I've given you vision. I don't give you vision and not give you provision. It's like over and over. Every time the thoughts seem to come into my head, it's, those are the things. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I got to own this assignment. I own it. I own it. I'm doing it. It's happening. I don't know how it's happening. Who else happening? Tonight, after tonight, you feel like, yeah, I own my assignment now. I'm going to still own it, but my knees may be shaking and my teeth may be chattering, but yeah, yeah I'm going to own this thing. And the yeah. beauty of how God rocks with me 
is I have to walk this thing out with y'all in real time a lot of times. Like he don't let me go in a cave and like let me get super strong. Every time I've had to do stuff, I've had to do it by doing it in real time in front of people. The bingo. Y'all, we building this plan yeah. to apply it. I just y'all gonna see what yep. this looks like. And that's why when I talk about the HBCU show, I told people like, yeah, I know this popular that, you know, I make moves in silence. And yeah, there's sometimes I make moves in silence, but God has uniquely equipped and called me that I have to tell y'all the moves because I need y'all to see this sentence come up overnight. Y'all have watched this rise, but y'all need to watch it so that you, when it comes time for you to do the same thing, you can see it can be done. It can right. be done. So that's right. that's right. Thank you, Pumpkin. I know I said, thank oh, you. but I'm thinking you're going to give me grace. <laughs> you kind of see what's, what's going on, right? You know, I understand. You, okay. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. Bye. I love you too. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So with that said, you know, I try to I try my best to stay close to an hour, but then y'all get me talking and stuff. Miss Marilyn says I disqualified myself, but God qualified me for today, qualified for me today. I felt it was too big for me to accomplish. I was thinking in the natural, not in the spiritual, which automatically disqualified my qualifications. And I I, I like to read some of your comments out loud because I put this up on the podcast too, random ramblings and rhetoric by TJ Mercer, my podcast. And so I want them to hear some of the things that you guys are saying. So those listeners can uh, relate to. And Bert says, as I've accepted my qualifications by being obedient, I am watching God move in ways in my life. I'm like, whoa, yeah, Bert. And it's going to get better. We just on day five, y'all. We just on day five, just day five. All right, Lord God, we thank you. Woo! Every day I show up, you give me manna. And I posted on Facebook before I went live, Lord, that I now understand when my pastor would say, man, I love this stuff every time we would sit in Bible study because I found myself smiling, saying the same thing. Yes, I love this stuff. I love God that I get to teach your word to your people in a way that is landing and connecting. And God, it is my honor to be for this season, for such a time as this, that I get to be their Moses to come get them. Not because I'm all of that as a leader, that don't get it twisted anybody who's listening to this and who don't know tj's heart but the fact that i am getting to be mm, love is an action word and god's action for his love for you was to send me to come get you out of your barren places out of your out of your 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 hard lives because you're you're tied up into the slavery of different kinds of aspects the slavery of addiction the slavery of 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 fornication the slavery of 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 shame and depression whatever that is i'm coming to get you that season is over so hook your train to my caboose. And so God, I thank you for the opportunity to love on your kids as such. I thank you, Lord, for Lysandra. I thank you, Lord, for Audrey. I thank you for Amila. I thank you for Nejas. I thank you, Lashenda. I thank you for Tamisha. Hi, my Tamisha. I thank you, God, for Melissa. I thank you, God, for my Tish, for my Patrice, for my Andrea, who's not here. I thank you, Lord God 
for my Bert, my Krishna, my Lawandas. I thank you for my Lees, my Lens, my Rochelles, my Dollies, my Miss Marilyn's. I thank you for them that you have given me the honor for this season. I get to show them how to be a Peter. And so I pray, Lord, that you, you implant in them the hunger for you. That they'll start seeing like, yeah, mm, I ain't really want to watch a Netflix right now. I want to get in my word because I want to know more about Jesus and how to be more like him and, and how to own my assignment and how to banish my, my, my pessimist to the nosebleeds and how to, how to, how, what's the E? I forgot the E. What's the E? What's the E? Expect the spiritual attack. And I want to know how to yearn for your pleasure over my comfort. Help them, Lord God. I pray that this word just sets off like fire for them in the next 24 hours till we meet again. That is like they go to work tomorrow for those of them who have to like go out of the house and go to work. I pray, Lord, that they walk in with such a, a boldness and a confidence and that they've owned their assignment that people are like, what the heck is wrong with you, Lashenda? What is wrong with you? What you own? What you on, Rochelle? Why you why you so happy and got a bounce in your step? And then if you, you're stuck in the house that won't zoom on social media, like somebody's like, wait, 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 what you eating? You on speed? What you taking? Let me get a hit of that. Whatever it is, and they get to say, it's Jesus. And I will jump in the sea and swim a hundred yards to just get that one-on-one -on -one time with my Jesus. Because I'm Peter. And Lord God, we thank you for the example of Peter. We thank you for pulling out all these nuggets so we can see how it's really done. We thank you from this point forward, we have defunded the day police in our lives and that they carry no weight around us. So Lord God, my prayer is, I don't know what we are talking about tomorrow. I don't know if we're gonna be back in Peter, I don't know. But my prayer is Lord, whatever it is, you make it real and plain for me so I can give it to them. Love on them, oh God, tonight. Show them how it feels to be hugged by you. We can't really hug one another. And you know, I'm dying over that, Lord, being that I'm the world's greatest hugger. I'm having a problem with that. So I'm asking you to give your kids a hug and let them know what it really feels like to have a hug from their daddy God. This I ask with such boundless joy. Ah, thank you for such a wonderful night. In Jesus name, amen. All right, so let's count it down. Anything I need to know before I go? Anything I need to know before I go? In 10, nine, eight, I love this stuff. I don't know if y'all having a good time, but if you can tell, I love it. Seven, six, five, four, three. I'm watching the chat to just make sure. Two, 
one. I'll see you tomorrow for day six. It's going to be a surprise for y'all. Like it's going to be a surprise for me. So just cover, if you will, cover TJ in prayer. Cause I'm telling you, I don't have no plan and he didn't give me no outline every day. He show up. This is what we talking about. So yeah. So please just pray that TJ receives accurately. Akilana, hi, pumpkin. That TJ receives accurately what he wants me to share with y'all. Cause I ain't got, I ain't got not one outline. I don't know. It's every day. I, he just has to tell me what we're doing. All right. I love y'all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. T lights for joining me on this journey. Bye guys. Tamisha T lights unite. Yes. I love that. <laughs> T Tamisha is my bingo squad. Love you, baby. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.